How expensive is compliance? A new survey finds that security compliance actually reduces long-term expenses. And after one of its commercial customers fell victim to corporate account takeover, this community bank suffered significant losses and learned that legal disputes rarely favor the bank. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group, here with the Week in Review for Friday, February 4, 2011. ACH and wire fraud have led to numerous lawsuits between commercial customers and their banks. Financial institutions are anxious to see ACH breaches go away, and most are not willing to talk about the breaches they suffered. But one community bank says it's time to share its ACH fraud story in an effort to educate other banking institutions about how to prevent corporate account takeover. During an exclusive interview, we hear from the president of a $100 million Southeastern Community Bank that experienced an incident of corporate account takeover in 2009. The bank and the president have asked to remain anonymous. Well, I absolutely believe that it's fair to ask commercial customers to ensure security of their transactions uh, outside the bank's portal. I mean, our contract specifically uh, states that the customer is solely responsible to ensure the confidentiality of their password and user ID and the additional uh, measure of a symbol. I feel like the bank ought to take responsibility uh, once the uh, if there's any intrusion into the bank system that impacts our customers, but um, I feel like the customer is responsible for everything outside the, the system of the bank. How expensive is compliance? A new survey from the Poneman Institute finds that security compliance actually reduces long-term expenses. The study, conducted by Poneman and commissioned by Tripwire, shows that companies that regularly review and maintain compliance with leading industry security standards save three times more annually than companies that fall out of compliance. The study found that most compliant companies spend, on average, $3.5 million annually on security. In contrast, non-compliant companies spend an estimated $9.4 million annually. And the most often focused on security standard across the board is the payment card industry data security standard, also known as PCI DSS. Poneman interviewed 160 IT practitioners at companies and organizations that crossed numerous industries, including financial, retail, healthcare, and government. 18% of the benchmark respondents were in the financial services space, while the next largest group came from the government sector. PCI was the one that was top of mind across all industries because they all take payment cards, said Reka Shinoy, Vice President of Strategy for Tripwire. But there were many types of compliance initiatives we reviewed. In addition to PCI DSS, the study reviewed compliance with Sarbanes-Oxley and HIPAA. All of these entities were getting audited by outside parties, but 28% of these companies had no internal audit of their own, Shinoy says. And companies that had no internal audits in place were the ones that wound up spending the most on compliance, as well as expenses associated with non-compliance. Companies that conduct internal audits five or more times per year had lower overall compliance costs and significantly lower non-compliance costs. And we wrap up the week with a look at one of the industry's most publicized corporate account takeover cases, the legal dispute between Comerica Bank and commercial customer Experimental Incorporated. Comerica and EMI went to trial last month, marking the first legal dispute over corporate account takeover to actually hit a courtroom. The crux of the trial? Determining who is responsible for the takeover of EMI's online bank account. Now EMI and Comerica await the U.S. District Court's verdict, which is expected to come down between now and March. 
Belina Allison, CEO and president of EMI, says it's no longer business as usual when it comes to online fraud. The case, originally framed as a legal showdown over what constitutes reasonable security, is now focusing on whether Comerica broke its contract when it approved a wire transfer that was allegedly authorized by EMI's controller. Allison says Comerica should have had better fraud controls in place, and communication between the bank and EMI could have been improved. I never knew I could have more than one approval, Allison says. Now we have multiple layers, and we have a computer that is solely dedicated to online banking. We also have a bank that uses authentication for each transaction, and in order to initiate any transaction, you have to have dual approval and enter a password and token code. Going forward, Allison says she expects all financial institutions to do a better job of communicating with their commercial customers. Banks and credit unions also need better fraud monitoring solutions and layered security approaches. That's this week's Week in Review. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten. Have a great week.